Vider House of Hospitality is a home for young men 18 to 23 who are seeking asylum from violence in their home countries and came to the U.S. without any family. Without Viator House and a home for them to live in, they would be placed by our government in county jails or adult immigration detention centers to await the long process for appealing and working for asylum. Hi, this is Father Corey Bros, Executive Director of Viator House of Hospitality, and this is the Life at Viator House podcast series. What I hope this podcast series shows is that the men at Viator House are a gift to the world, a gift to our nation. And this international interfaith community at Viator House of participants, of staff, of volunteers and donors is really a slice of heaven. Hi, I'm here today with two of our case managers, Father Chris Glancy and Marianne Dilsner. And we're looking forward to hearing from you about your experience at Vider House. Uh, what drew you to Vider House? What it's like working there? What you've learned about our guys and about our asylum system? So we're hoping just to have a conversation for about 20 to 30 minutes. Uh, and I know the people who are listening to this podcast are really interested. Uh, not only to get to know you and to get to know the guys, but to get to know what impact they can have, not just in Viator House, but in reforming our asylum system. So, um, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Corey. <laughs> You're welcome. Hey, just maybe each of you could talk a little bit about just what drew you to Viator House and how do you see your role as a case manager? Okay. Um, I've had some really good experiences in social services throughout my career. And um, when I ran into Father Corey and Brother Michael previous to this, uh, they told me about this new adventure they had at Viator House. And I was very drawn to the possibility of using my social service skills to meet these new young men who are on this journey toward asylum. Um, how could I interact with them? How could I learn from them? How could I grow with them? And uh, I was very drawn to the possibility of working here. And since then, I've met young men from literally all over the world, uh, Asia, Africa, Central America. And I think the most important thing is that when you meet them as a case manager, you meet them and you have to accept them where they are. Okay, and what, what are they bringing to this new adventure for them at Viata House? And um, you meet them where they are, you listen to their story, you pr uh, propose to them different goals they might have, different things they might want to accomplish, and then I find myself in the role of helping to accommodate that and uh, assimilate them into this new part of their journey. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, well, I was more recently had came to Viator House, uh, had done, um, well, 17 years in Belize and some years before that, four in Colombia. So I'd been missionary, uh, some in high school work and then also in parish work and diocesan work. And, and so then um, back here in the States, um, did a, a little bit of filling in at uh, some parishes, but then... Um, had the opportunity to volunteer at Viator House um, 
And it so happened that uh, a, a case manager position came open and Brother Michael invited me to, uh, I think, especially because of my experience in Central America and I'm fluent in Spanish and I did not have previous uh, social work experience. So, uh, though with immigrants in Belize, we also uh, had a lot of people passing through and who sometimes <laughs> stayed at our place. Uh, I did a little <laughs> volunteer work in, on the border um, as well. So uh, all of that uh, gave me some uh, context and it's been uh, an interesting journey now that uh, I'm uh, the past oh, six months at, at uh, Viator House and, and um, working with the, the young men and uh, learning their stories and, and trying to help as best I can in, in, in their process. Uh, uh, both helping them along the road in terms of developing their education and as well as working with them um, you know on their cases and things so it's it's been a very interesting experience and I understand I talk talk to people a lot about what what we do and you two are really critical because you identify the educational medical psychological uh, needs of these young men and then you have to find resources to meet those needs. Can you talk a little bit about what are some of the needs these 18-year-old men from around the world come with? Um, and is it easy to, to find resources to meet their needs? And I know that's a wide-ranging question, but maybe some stories or, you know, on a, if you could give the listeners a look at you know what for example you know we need our guys need this this and this and this is how we try how I try to meet their needs and it's it's really difficult or no this is kind of easy well like you said there's there are needs there are medical needs that have to be uh, attended to and because they come as young men without any status we connect them with benefits from the state of Illinois so that's a good connection. Uh, we connect them with the benefits in terms of medical cards. Sometimes they get financial assistance to help with their initial placement with us. So they can get medical insurance through the state of Illinois because they're seeking asylum. I want yes. to make sure they're okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, so they, get, so they have a medical card. We have a wonderful doctor very near to uh, Viata House that accepts their public assistance, their public aid card, and he has been most gracious in meeting their needs, their physical needs. Um, we have wonderful volunteer nurses and doctors and uh, physicians assistants that we can call on, that they're on call in case there's a slight accident, a slight burn, a slight sprain, and then they will respond to us most generously, sometimes come over, sometimes buy the ice pack, and take the time to gently reassure them that everything will be fine. Um, that's one thing. Also, we assist them with their legal, assist, with their legal uh, case. So they are lawyer, they're connected with a lawyer. We'll take them to all the appointments they have to go to to meet with their lawyer, with immigration departments that they have to check in with. We take care of that. Um, and like I said, you, you meet them where they're at, and some of them have experienced profound trauma, profound. And once we get to know them more and more and more, we need to connect them with psychological services or psychiatric services. And we've been very 
blessed again to be connected with this Heartland Alliance, this grand program that uh, affords us access to psychiatrists, psychologists, therapists, those kind of things. And that assists them on their journey. We have wonderful volunteers at Vita House, just volunteers that come. And one of the most important things they provide is affirmation, encouragement, companionship. Those are as important as medical appointments, as, appointment, as important as therapy appointments. I think sometimes just having someone there from the outside to listen to their story, to take them for a soda, those kind of things provide wonderful support to those young guys as well. Those, that's, that was really well said, and I think it's also wonderful, like you said about the nurses. You know, we can call a nurse, and they not only will give you advice, but they may come with the ice pack right. or the brace, the knee brace or the ankle brace, I think. Right. <laughs> uh, and Chris, what, what would you like well, to the, add? Another, where I connected first was in tutoring and mm -hmm. transportation, too, had taken guys back and forth to their jobs. Yeah. Right. Uh, but the tutoring was a very interesting because it really uh, connects you with them and, and help seeing what they're understanding and trying to help them fill in uh, what, they, what they're missing. What, uh, and we have some wonderful retired teachers oh, the, and, um, right. who really connect with them and help them to understand uh, difficult math things or, uh, or to write and, and um, a lot of different things that, that really help them along the road in their process, their educational process. Um, and I, I said that that tutoring for me was a great experience of at least being able to dialogue more with uh, young men and, and get to know some of their stories as and get to understand where they are and and as well as what they're understanding and how they're they're connecting with uh, their new experiences here in the U.S. Um, I had a great experience the other day. Just um, was staying into the evening and kind of waiting for the guys to come home from work because <laughs> a lot of them are uh, amongst my uh, participants that I work with and and um, one of the uh, house managers got out a, a soccer ball and we just were kicking around <laughs> a soccer ball and one of the guys who I was a little worried about because I thought, felt like, oh, I don't see how he's connecting with it, um, was there. And he was kicking the ball around and having, just having fun, you know, and enjoying it. And, and he was also setting the music for the, the scene, you know, and it was, it was just good to see that, that kind of connection. And I thought, okay, maybe things are not as, uh, as difficult with him as I had thought and, 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 and there, he is making some good connections. I, mm -hmm. I was happy to see that. You know, there's, yeah. uh, you know, some of those kind of things that happen are just the informal uh, being around. Uh, I know you stay overnight at times and, and that, uh, that's a, a good connection with folks in, in, into the evening and, and, and when they can just uh, be informal and talk and sometimes share even on a deeper level that I think is really uh, I think you bring up a good point, Marianne, you hit on this too. It's, there's, at one level, it's meeting specific needs. The other, it's uh, helping to maintain a culture of compassion and support, affirmation you mentioned. Mm -hmm. And um, 
I think, which is so important, as you said, Marianne, because of the trauma all these guys have been through. So a couple, I like that, without naming names, obviously, I don't think a lot of people listening might realize the drastic nature of what some of these guys have been through. And can you just give them some examples of what caused these guys to flee without naming names? And then I'd like to talk a little bit about how you see them grow from that and how you see them, um, despite that trauma, succeed in school and in relationships. But, you know, what are these guys fleeing from? Well, some have certainly experienced personal physical harm. Some have lived in a community that has experienced deep violence that has threatened their lives or their family members' lives. Um, so that's some of the where they come from, but then they have this perilous, perilous journey and what they've seen along that journey. People have told me they, they've seen young, young men die right on the road and they had to keep going because they had to keep going. So they've seen people die on that journey. They've seen people drown on that journey. So that all of that affects them. They've been traumatized by it. Um, some have had family members that have been killed in front of them. I think that's a trauma that I, I can't imagine, you know, to see a parent killed like that. Um, so they come with some of those stories of profound violence that need to be gently listened to when the person is ready, that need to be gently um, and compassionately listened to with patience, with, um, with almost a, a, a divine silence. like. Let's just listen to what he has to say. I don't have to analyze it. I don't have to fix it. I just have to listen to it. That's, that's, the, that's the initial role we play, I think. And then from there, we, we refer out and we make resources to more professional people that can deal with that kind of trauma. Yeah, and some, some of our young men have been trafficked as well, for, either for their labor or in terms of uh, you know, sex workers, and, and so that's another trauma that some of them have been through, and that, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. that's uh, really, it's not something we, we talk about with right. them all, <laughs> right. all the time, or even often, but maybe once in a while, uh, you get little glimmers of what, what they have been through, and, and you do know, too, that, uh, that those are the folks that we certainly are trying to get into the kinds of professional relationships with uh, therapists to uh, help them along their journey. Um, but as you say, that's one level of helping. And the other is, as you said, the, 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 com the community that we, that we form uh, that helps to hold people up and to, uh, to help them to know their own, their own worth and their, and to live in a, an environment where respect is given and shared and, and, um, and also um, where, where they can discover, oh, I do have some, some talents myself mm -hmm. that I can uh, use and share. And they, they get that affirmation you were talking about earlier as well. 
think all of those things happen. Uh, sometimes I say too, we we become like that um, extended family. They, mm -hmm. These folks don't. Many many immigrants are trying to connect with their extended family here, but these particular guys, most of them don't have or don't have ones they don't feel very connected with, and so we become that who who help them. Get a ride to work, and nice. uh, and eventually, oh, brother Michael loves to get furniture and help set up an mm -hmm. apartment. You know, and <laughs> I mean, for the guys that are moving right. along the road, and and I, I all of that, I think is oh, that's what uh, my family helped me do when mm -hmm. I was, you know, on the, yeah. on the road. You know, <laughs> and I see that. I think that's one of the things that it's nice to step back and 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 talking in these types of experiences, like this podcast, is really. Um, enriching for me because it's a, it, it allows me to see bigger picture the wonderful culture that that the staff and participants have created and maintained that that does provide safety for the first time uh, provide opportunity to use talents uh, that is affirming and that also gives young men the chance to make decisions about their lives under the guidance of professionals who care about them. But it, it, I can see your jobs are so much more than f making appointments and taking guys. I mean, it's creating a culture, but I see it like, for example, uh, what just came to me is, we, is our young man from Bangladesh and his love of cooking. And um, he, over the years with us, can you talk a little bit about how you think you know that has touched him and enriched you. His we won't we won't mention where he's from, or I might have just mentioned where he's from, <laughs> but we won't mention his name. But he loves to cook and he likes to cook for others. And so, right. especially you've had the opportunity to have many lunches with him. I have. And, <laughs> but what's that been like? And what do you think that's done for him and done for you? Well, he certainly loves to cook, and he will tell you that he learned to cook from his mother, from helping his mother, so he has a, a deep love for his mother. Um, and in cooking, he likes to be a host, so he likes to invite the volunteers to a luncheon. He likes to invite other staff members to cook uh, to a luncheon that he cooked. Um, just two weeks ago, he, had, he invited his lawyer, his paralegal, his therapist, myself, the case manager, and his tutor, and he just wanted to cook to us. That was his way of giving back. And he was so proud of himself and diligently worked to prepare a wonderful meal. And um, it, it, you're right, it's just his way of saying thank you. And he has grown from that. Again, he, he enjoys the affirmation, but that's great. That's part of, that's fine. You go where you're comfortable and what gives you life and I think that does give him life, so that's a good thing. And I imagine it has reminded him every time, like you said, uh, Chris, that his life is important, his life has value. And I think that's something that we do pretty good job with at the house. Um, the other thing that amazes me is, in a, uh, despite all this trauma, you know, I, I think of myself as someone who might just collapse and surrender. But these guys, I see through your intervention in particular, are succeeding, especially educationally. I mean, we have had 11 guys graduate high school, five more this spring. I think it's five now who have started community colleges. Can you talk a little bit about that 
you know, um, that component of Vider House, which I think is is kind of unique, you know. I always tell people we're not a shelter. We, we are a program that is helping young boys become men in some ways. But, you know, what's that like being on the end of getting guys in classes, affirming them, and, and being the kind of the parent, the teacher's contact? I think, yeah, it, it's, it is a, a very important element of, uh, of what we're doing or how we're walking with the young men and, and um, and yeah, the graduations are a great experience uh, of, uh, of joy, uh, of affirming the talents, uh, of uh, you know, the seeing themselves uh, with a, a great uh, a success that they've had in, in different schools, and and uh, and that's that's it's great to celebrate that, and the parties that we've had even in the the. Backyard of the mm -hmm. house and and uh, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and a nice celebrations and like you said the people that come the lawyers and the tutors <laughs> and the you know the volunteers and um, teachers uh, yeah. and from different schools even have come and, and uh, being even this year you know your parent teachers conference is all online and we we end up being the uh, the ones who are connecting with mm -hmm. folks but. It's it's so great to see. At times you're thinking, oh, is he doing well? He's getting he's missing this classes here in a while, and, and then they say, oh, we really enjoy having him in our class, and he's a you know. I yeah. hear that so many times. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. What do you hear kind of from the teachers from the of these guys yeah, about the our guys? Schools. That's what I. Right. We we hear wonderful reports. Our kids like to. Uh, participate in the class. Our kids like to, and they're not kids, believe me. Mm -hmm. uh, our young men like to participate in the classes. They like to read in front of others. Um, they're committed to get their projects done on time, those kind of things. And what you said, Corey, one thing important was as they grow, they're learning that they can make important choices for what they want. So we expose them to education. We expose them to different programs in terms of, do you want to go into this field? Do you want to learn how to drive a truck? Do you want to learn how to uh, work in retail? Do you want to learn how to this? And they're learning to make those kind of choices themselves. Um, I had a young man just a couple of weeks ago. We applied for a certain job. He considered it. The per present job he has, they said, well, we'll offer you more money and maybe make you a manager. That was appealing to him, and he made that decision on his own. I mean, that's, that's growth. That's mm -hmm. what 20-year-old guys start to do and girls start to do. They make their own decisions. And um, he made that decision. But I think the more we expose them to, the more we're connected to the community, which we are, we're connected to our school district, we're connected to Oakton Community College, so I've made some contacts with those people who are giving them more choices. And I think that's important. And you're instrumental in getting our in-house ESL class going. Yeah. So talk about fun. that because we have guys, as, as I know, who, who are at all levels, guys who have never learned to read or write in their own language, right. and we've had guys who had some high school in their own language. Um, and you, so we now have this in-school I'm sorry, in-program ESL. Right, so that's right in Viator House. And um, again, that's because we have wonderful volunteers, retired teachers, retired um, principals even, 
new teachers coming up that want to come and help these guys that have the patience, have the skills, have the resources, have the materials to meet them what level they're at with the English. And it's, it's, it's a successful program because of the volunteers and the encouragement we give these guys to show up and participate and learn and grow and grow in their English skills so they can move on to a high school program. I see you though also teaching all types of life skills like um, how to work, how to be on time for work, how to be responsible for a schedule. I mean I think that seems to be also a basic um, part of our program is teaching all types of living skills, how to get along with others, how to be patient, right? Is it? The, one that, the one that I think of right now is driving, you know? That, oh, <laughs> oh, yes. All of the guys want to learn to drive, you know? And, and some of them... Gosh, I think there's eight or nine guys we've taught to drive, if not more. A number of them have moved on and they have their own cars and everything, you know, which is a great thing. They're saving their money while they're working and all of that. And, uh, <laughs> and um, but I... One who I was tutoring even before I became case manager, he uh, is learning to, to drive right now. And, and so we have a guy in the house who's specializing just in that, one of our volunteers, mm -hmm. and that's a great thing for uh, <laughs> but uh, It's a very still, brave thing. Yeah, we, brave thing, right? <laughs> He says, oh, I thought I was over with that when my kids grew up. <laughs> but anyway, uh, this young man would nonetheless tell his kids, well, can you come and take me for a, a, a you know, a, a drive, you know? And he would, uh, at first it was, you know, just uh, close by and in the easy areas to drive and then more out into the neighborhood and on the busier streets and things. And, uh, but just to, to see the, the confidence they get. And at the same time, it's like, oh, no, not like that. You know, I mean, uh, thinking, oh boy, he's driving my car right now. Anyway, it's, it's some of that same kind of uh, experience of, of, of helping, you know, uh, helping it, these young men mature and develop the skills that they do, that they do need in, in order to continue and uh, move on in life. And thus building more confidence. And with more confidence, uh, more awareness of their skills, there's more healing. That f right. And I, uh, I think that'll maybe we're, we're gonna we have about five minutes left and I just a couple quickly things is they these guys are remarkable to me because as you say they 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 succeed they overcome obstacles they listen and they try even though every guy has his own struggles despite the fact that some are gonna wait three four years for their cases to be resolved so they don't even know the they don't have a sense of permanency of the future and that's one of the things that inspires me is there, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep overcoming. Can you share, each share an inspiring story? There's so many, I'm sure, uh, of how one of the guys has inspired you in some way through his character or drive. Hmm. I, I have so many, but that's why it's hard for me to choose. I, I am so touched by their stories to me and, and to have seen them grow. Uh, in particular, I have one young man, I guess, um, who had very limited education back in his own home country, but we got him hooked up at Truman to go to high school. He's graduating now, like we said. He's going to start Oakton Community College. He's working. He wants to go forward. He wants to make good decisions. And, and he's a gentleman, and 
a wonderful person uh, as a part of the community. I mean, just overall, he's just an ace. He's thinking about being a nurse, right? And he's thinking about a nurse, something in the medical field, yeah. A healer. So, a healer. Yes, exactly. Yeah, um, I can think of a number two. Um, one that's inspired me a lot is one of our newer guys who uh, came from a lot of trauma uh, and losing most of his family to a very violent situation in his own country, and and um, and yet has and and you know, and even as he shared some moments of that, or I remember mm -hmm. one time even the photos of it, and mm -hmm. it, it brought up tears for all of us, you mm -hmm. know, and and. Um, um, but there's a, a deep strength in him that uh, I find to, to be amazing. Um, and he uh, has found a way to move forward and to, uh, to use his many gifts and talents. And uh, he was one of the ones out kicking the football with us and, oh, and, and enjoying himself, you know. And, and, uh, and so... I, uh, it, it gives me a lot of hope, you know, for uh, knowing the difficulties that uh, uh, these young men have, have had to overcome and yet how they still move forward uh, with hope and, and, and trying to uh, um, do the best they can with the gifts and talents that they've been given and, and, uh, and and very generously, in many ways, uh, um, help one another, um, and even reach out and help help others. I, I love the volunteer experiences mm -hmm. that you do with them, and love to connect with some of those sometime too. But and he is one of he he for someone who's seen some of the worst violence a young person can see is one of the gentlest, most caring individuals. He really he inspires me, and he jumps on every opportunity to learn. Um, what would you like in closing, just to say that what would you like others who do not know about Vider House or do not know about these young men who bring so much to our nation or do not know about our broken asylum system? If there's one thing you would like to say, hey, if you remember anything, remember this. I'd like to say that Vider House is a wonderful, welcoming place that affirms these young men to move forward and it's composed of a community of staff and volunteers and outside community members that is just um, a place of safety and a place that gives great hope for the future for our country for these young men and for the world well, I go to Viator is Wayfarer, or mm -hmm. I like the word pilgrim, mm -hmm. and I think it's that, Latin for that. Yeah, right. The name, and uh, as we know from our own community. Yeah. Uh, but Vi, uh, I think these men are truly uh, young pilgrims who've been on a journey, and in many ways, what I've experienced is that uh, um, you know they they bring such wonderful gifts and talents to, to our country that uh, 
that it's for me a, a great blessing, a blessing for me and I think for all of us. And I, I hope that we can, can begin to see that more and more, how um, uh, our immigrants are a great strength and uh, bring um, new experiences and new talents into uh, who we are as a, a nation and, and help us move forward for each other and for our world. That's a perfect way to end, perfect. And uh, thanks for spending this time. Thanks for all of you who are listening. Uh, continue to listen, supporting Viator House and learning about the incredible men who gift our nation, who gift Viator House, the incredible staff there who maintain this culture of community and compassion and support. And continue to learn how you can make our asylum system a more compassionate reflection of our nation's best values. Thanks. Thank you again for listening to this episode of the Life at Viator House podcast. We invite you to get to know Viator House. Visit our website, ViatorHouseOfHospitality.com. Sign up for brief newsletters that will give you a look at the many ways our young men are experiencing success and contributing to our nation already. Consider volunteering as a tutor or house assistant. Or finally, join us as one of our financial donors as we work to provide hope, healing, opportunity for the men at Viator House. We're building an interfaith, international community that we'd like you to be part of.